Hello, parents. It is Halloween time here in the United States, and sometimes our children get pretty afraid. Some of the costumes that people put on are really quite scary, and our children, some of them, are quite sensitive little people. And those sensitive ones are what we're talking about today. How is it that you handle when your child becomes terrified? Now, what you're learning today is applicable to all kinds of terror. But when our children get terrified, sometimes we feel powerless because we see what is rational or not rational, but that's not relevant. So join in today if you've ever experienced your child becoming irrationally afraid and you wondered what to do. Does your child have a speech-language delay and you really want them to talk? Do difficult behaviors derail home life and you know the frustration is a communication struggle? Does your child see a speech therapist and you wonder, what do they do and how can I help? If these or similar questions are in your mind, this podcast is for you. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush. I am a speech-language pathologist that has worked with children from birth to 21 for three decades. And in my classrooms, I see you wanting to connect with the heart of your child, but their speech and language skills create a barrier. So if you have a kiddo that has difficult behaviors, needs to expand their language, or learn to say speech sounds, and maybe even receives speech therapy, stay tuned, because In this podcast, you will learn how to use your daily life as a tool to communication practice and how to do that practice. You will become confident knowing you are making the difference you want to make. And you will hear success stories of parents who have navigated these struggles already. We'll do this all while focusing on building deep, meaningful connection and confidence in your kiddo. So grab a cup of coffee, along with a notebook and pen. It's time to speak in the way your child's brain understands. And that is the language of play. As is common for me, I'd like to start out by reading a review. MSB1805 says, I wish I had found you when and left five stars. This person says, I appreciate all the care and wisdom you give us parents. My kids are a little older, but I am still able to take a lot of this great information and help in my communication and relationships with them. Thank you for sharing your expertise to help us better meet the needs of our children. For Thank you for that thoughtful review. And yes, a lot of the skills that we talk about do truly relate to people, not just our children. And sometimes we tend to think that little kids are different somehow, but Truly, when we learn to identify with the heart of a child, it helps us to be able to identify with the heart of all people. And many of the things that pertain to young kids pertain to all kids. And what I find really fun is when I have a husband or wife come to me and say, I did it with my spouse, and it worked. All right, let's get into the topic of fear. And this is something that pertains to people of all ages because we all have a little bit of child embedded deep within us. You do have all the ages you've ever lived 
that come along with you to adulthood. And all of us have parts of us that need some healing, that need tenderness, that need care, that need attention. Sometimes when we are raising our children, it brings that part of us out. Sometimes if we have a lack of compassion, when our children are afraid, it is because we were terrified at some point as a child and we didn't have our needs met. So we handle it the way other people handled it with us. Maybe this is you. Maybe this isn't you. If it is you, I would like you to put on the compassion for your child that you wish somebody had done for you, remembering that fear is not rational. It just is. And remember, too, that by nurturing your child, you will be able to nurture yourself. Now, here's a story about my kids and how I learned to handle their fears. One of my children, in particular, got afraid, afraid, afraid at Halloween time when he would see scary costumes. He would shake in his shoes. He would turn his face into me, and he would cry, and he did not want to go outside and join what I thought was fun in the neighborhood. So I talked to a counselor because his terror was so huge. And I learned some really important skills that helped me with all my children as they had terrifying experiences. Some of the episodes I've talked about had the rooster across the road and how I related to my grandchild's fears. It's essentially a lot of the same stuff. So what is it? The first thing to know is to acknowledge your child's feelings. It does not increase your child's feelings to acknowledge that the feelings are there. Instead, it empowers your child with language, with vocabulary for this feeling that is taking them over. When they find out that there is a word for this feeling, oftentimes they will relax a little bit because they're not so scared of the unknown because suddenly this thing that is going on inside of their bodies is a known thing. And they see it doesn't rattle you. So that leads me to the second thing. Don't let it rattle you. It is okay for us to allow our children to feel their feelings. That's what our feelings are for. And as they grow, we give them the vocabulary for what it is that they're experiencing. When our children are able to see us calmly express to them what's happening, that can help to alleviate their fears too. There's a great strategy in episode 90 where Chris True helps us understand how we can use improv to be able to connect with our kids to really validate what it is that they're saying so that we really show them that we hear them and we know. So if you haven't heard that episode yet, it's worth your listen, particularly on this topic. The third thing to focus on is to hold their physical bodies if that's what they want. So often our children, when they are scared, when they are terrified, they will hide their face or they will snuggle their body close and they want us to hold them tight when they are afraid. Do that. When you embrace a scared child, it provides them boundaries in which to feel safe. Of course, some children go off and hide in a corner. If your child is the one that goes off to hide in the corner, your steps are still the same. 
You acknowledge how it is that they're feeling. You draw close to them, and you don't get rattled by how they handle this terrifying experience. You sit next to them, if they'll let you. Bring them a blanket, if that might be something comforting for them. But most often, children will go to where they feel safe. So allow them to feel safe where they feel safe, whether it's your arms or if it's a hiding spot. If they go off to a hiding spot, do keep track of what they're doing in case they bolt. Along the way, reassure that you are there, you are stable, you're not scared, you're not scary. You are for them and you will be with them until they feel better. And that brings us to the fourth point. If you like to dress up in scary costumes and your child is terrified, you're adding to the problem. Not this year. Not at this time. Don't startle them. I once had a client that told me about his childhood. His father had dressed up in Halloween costumes that were super scary. And he would jump out to scare the kids because it was Halloween. He jumped out to terrify them and thought it was super funny. Now this client remembers his childhood and recalls it as abuse, recalls it as one of the things that caused him to not trust his own father. I hope this kind of thing hasn't happened to many people. This has been part of your present or history. Please know that that creates more long-term damage than any short-term gain. Now, there's a lot that can be said about that, and whole fields of study that have been developed to help adults that carry their childhood trauma. Okay, now, in summary, how is it that you calm a fearful, terrified child this Halloween? One, you acknowledge the child's feelings. You validate what is going on for them. You don't get rattled. Instead, you hold them and you comfort and reassure the child. And then, you don't add to their fear, but rather you provide the safety that they feel like they need. And maybe that means that they will hang out in your arms for the evening. And in that case, you get to enjoy them. And maybe you will eat the candy too. Remember, moms and dads, when you get behind the eyes of a child, you can speak in ways their brains understand. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you feel hopeful and want to hear more, please share this podcast with other parents that might want the same. I would be so appreciative if you would rate and review. You can also connect with me at hello at the language of play.com. <laughs>